and good morning, and welcome back to another fresh episode of Music to My Beers. I am Warren Cluck with Zach Miller. Yo, how's it going? Uh, we're we're back today. We're in the studio. No fun out at West Wind Brewery this weekend. That we was, had a really good time. That was last weekend. Yeah, once again, thanks to Aaron and the uh, the entire staff at West Wind for taking care of us. And what a treat that was to go out and uh, and one do a road show. Uh, you know, amid these quarantine pandemic times. Yeah, it just felt like some normalcy in our life. Yeah, but it was nice to get out and see uh, go to a brewery we've never been to before. One that's close, and uh, it's really fun. If you if you want to, you could podcast the show last week and listen to all the fun we had. Uh, 911 Plum Street. You can visit our friends at Westwood Brewery. We are back this weekend. It is the Bears' best of the Big Growl weekend. So today, for the music on the show, we're only doing Big Growl alumni from the uh, the first eight installations of the Growl. There's a lot of them, too. Yeah, would have oh, wow. been nine, but thanks, COVID. You'd go ahead and ruin it. <sighs> Come but, back bigger and stronger in 2021. Yes, it's going to be a great show, and, uh, and the drinking doesn't stop, regardless of how the pandemic's going. So... <laughs> Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Now, how was your week, bud? You and I bumped into each other a couple of times this week. Yeah, um, it's it's been pretty good as far as like drinking goes. Um, I, I tried something new last night that uh, I'd never done before, and I double-fruited a beer. Oh, look at you! I know. I was. It, what are those? Uh, those Randalls that uh, sometimes bars get to infuse the beer with certain flavors. I think Casey at LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern yeah, actually did it. And the Crooked U uh, did one for their Small Batch Mondays for quite. They did it on Wednesdays for quite a while. Yeah, I haven't seen too many of those in a while. But uh, one thing that I enjoyed was the uh, Oberon. I took a standard Oberon and I fruited it with lemon, not orange, lemon. And blueberries. And how did it come out? Because sometimes blueberry to me is one of those flavors that either is so overpowering, like Founders Lizard of Cos back in the day, Oof. or yeah. or you get it. And uh, I know that Triton had a blueberry goza a, a, a couple of years ago that was ever like the most slight hint that there may have been a blueberry driving by when you were drinking it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I I like the blueberry lemonade, and so I it added a little bit of that flavor to uh, to the Oberon. And I'm like, my my wife even tried it. She's like, you know what? I could actually go for one of those too. Make me one. So um, I don't know. I I think that's what I'm going to try to do is just experiment with some some add-ins or uh, additional flavors and stuff. If if it's the more the macro of the craft, I'm not going to do it with like say, a, a Crowler from West Wind or something like that. That's funny you bring that up because uh, I'm a member of an embarrassingly high number of Facebook groups dedicated to uh, stouts and craft beer and barley wines. And every so often, usually about once a week, somebody will put on there something they've done to a stout. Oh. They've, yeah, they've uh, they've steeped it in their own like vanilla bean or they've steeped it in their own toasted coconut. And a lot of times, and this is I think is really creative, and, and I need to start learning how to think faster this way, is somebody will get a bomber of something open it, take a quick sip, and decide that they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, they hated the flavor adjunct profile, and then they'll run around the uh, the kitchen and find things to add to steep it. And the one guy I was reading, uh, he said he got a, a chocolate stout that, for whatever reason, he goes, this is trash, it's garbage. So he he toasted some coconut and steeped the whole beer in there and then added uh, a little bit more chocolate to the mix, and he said it was fantastic. And I thought, that's a way to salvage a beer because you have two choices at that point: muscle your way through a bomber you don't like, <laughs> you know, or worse, a growler, and then uh, and then throw it out. Yeah, you've yeah. got two choices, and you're really into that, so maybe you should. 
I would I would consider doing that. Yeah, I would totally uh, open it up and try something, and maybe even recap it because I have the recapper from homebrewing and stuff, so I could even recap the the bomber um, at my house. I know my brother. He uh, he he's not a fan of the crispy boys like you and I. Like we like peeling back a couple. He's uh, he he in college would take Bud Lights. He'd open them up. He'd dry hop them and then reclose them. I'm like that is interesting. What a nerd! I know it's not hoppy enough for me. Well, Huge hop head. I mean, he he had a point. It, it, Bud Light's not very hoppy. No, it's clean. It's crisp. Yeah, that's a great idea. Good for you, man. And now you yeah. can go out because it's in season. You can go to the farmer's market, go out and uh, do some you pick action and find all kinds of different things to uh, to add to your beer. Oh, yeah. My my wife got a load of those blueberries. I think there was like the, the four pounds or whatever they were selling at the supermarket. And, uh, geez, we got some, too. I mean, I'm not the biggest blueberry fan, but when you put it in the right thing, mm-hmm. it works. And some it, milk, some Wheaties. Yeah. <laughs> Wheaties, uh, but you know, I mean, the, the possibilities are really endless. And uh, you said you did it with a re- with a regular Oberon, just an Oberon, yeah, just a regular Oberon. We, I didn't even do the mango one. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I thought that mango Oberon was very well done. I don't it was so solid. You know, it's been a, a running theme over the last four or five years on the show that Oberon is something over the years we've all kind of grown out of. I mean, back in the day, it was a massive deal. Beer's been around forever, mm-hmm. and uh, even growing up in Kalamazoo, it was like Oberon Day is a big deal. But as your palate changes, you get older, you find different craft beers, and you and you you know you gravitate toward different styles. The bright shiny wheat beer is something that kind of gets left in the dust. But uh, I thought the mango was a really great twist on it because it felt like you could get chunks of mango almost when you were drinking. It felt it felt just the slightest pulpiness. Yeah. I, oh yeah. And that's that's one of the things. It felt like it's getting stuck in your teeth, like when you just <laughs> go on a mango. <laughs> Have you ever had one? Yeah. Yeah. Like not my favorite fruit. No. But no. But it it adds, it adds really well to beer flavors. A lot of it the uh, a lot of the super hazy like the juicy IPAs that have. You know the mango, uh, the mango taste to them. It it cuts well with a with a beer. I I did enjoy it. I thought it was it was good. That and like papaya, I think would be really good. Any tropical fruit could typically go in a beer. You know, uh, I think we just finished, and I'm it's, I'm sad we did it right out of the gate. But, oh. uh, we actually dropped some beer knowledge this segment and sounded like we knew what we were talking about and did the right amount of show prep for a Sunday. So good for us. We're gonna take a pause real quick and enjoy some more music. A, another band from the Bears, Big Growl, a Big Growl alumni. And we just talked about flavors that worked well with beers, and I want to talk to you about a flavor that does not work well. Oh, I'm curious. Uh, we talked a minute ago about Fancy Zach Miller and his new habit of double-fruiting beers. Oh, yeah. Adding my own adjuncts to the beer. You know, and I'm not going to get into big extracts or anything like that, because I was thinking that might overpower the flavor, but just some simple fruits here and there. Yeah, or even if, you know what, and if you have like a, this happened to me, I had a peach, like we had a bunch of peaches we bought, there was one left, and you always get that that one, you're like, I, I'm not going to eat this, and it's maybe a couple days past its freshiness, that'd be a great thing to do. Ooh, juice it up, or, or slice it up and throw it in? Yeah, and it could liter- you could literally tailor whatever your, your add-in, your fruiting, your steeping in uh, to, to your taste, but one, one that doesn't taste well, and... This has happened a couple of times. You and I forever on this show, the high watermark for the worst beer we ever had was the uh, the Arrogant Bastard Jägermeister stu- Stone collaboration. And it was the, <sighs> it was the, the worst beer I've ever had. I was I was in the can late into a night when I had it. And even then, it, it woke me right up. I'm just like, this, this is disgusting. <laughs> you recapped it and then gave it yeah. to me just to try. It was so bad. I'm like, I can't throw this down the drain. I have to let other people experience the awfulness. But I, I think one that may be running for a contender, it was announced earlier this week, and it's going to be out next month. Is a French's mustard collaboration with Oscar Blues. I know. I, I I saw that one too online. I don't know why we need this. I 
I think it, it's going to go well, isn't it? Are they? They're putting mustard in the beer, right? It's um, it's mustard. It, French's mustard beer is what it's called. It's infused with key lime, lemon, tangerine, and passion fruit to create a tart, refreshing match for the bright and bold zip of classic yellow mustard. I could go with it. I could go for this with the hot dog that you only put mustard on. You know, you don't do the ketchup thing. You just. I sort of hear what they're doing, but the but when you when you say French's mustard, that's a very polarizing that <sighs> yellow mustard. Just the thought of doing anything that, that pairs well, or, or or and the the can. I mean, it's a yellow can. It's got the French's flag. It's pretty funny, but I don't really think this is going to be one of those. <laughs> I can't wait to get out and try it. Uh, you can get it. Actually, it's going to be available on Craft Shack, which is similar to Tavor. Okay. Uh, you can get that through the Craft Shack platform, I believe, August f- starting on Monday or Tuesday. Is that the only place to get it? As far, can... as far as I know, uh, it's going to be available to order. It might show. It's going to show up at tap rooms, they say, in Boulder and Longmont, mm. and then uh, Breaver, North Carolina, while supplies last. But uh, I just thought, man, what a what a weird collaboration. I, I'm surprised that Oscar. I mean, Oscar Blues. They had their mainstays and stuff, and they have you know really good Ten Fifty and and the Dale's Pale Ale. So I was kind of surprised to hear that they were teaming up with like a national brand. I know that they're one of the bigs when it comes to craft beer, but the fact that they teamed up with French's, which is is well known, you know. I I was just surprised by it. Hunt's ketchup's like, what are we no good? <laughs> what are we not beer. good? What are we not good enough? Gross. Or that's just a clamato, right? You do the ketchup uh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. I just I'm not I'm not looking forward to that beer. But you know what? I, it's it's like that Jägermeister beer. If you if you come upon it or you have a chance to get it, you have to just to see. Yeah, just to see. We just got. Then maybe that's one that we'll share sometime on the show. We should just crack it open if we, if one of us can find it we should crack it open and, and try it here i'm all in on that yeah I, I to me when i was reading about it and all those tropical flavors that they're throwing in to kind of balance out with the mustard and i, I bet they probably throw some mustard powder or or seeds or well, something in there well 10 years ago the idea of having a briny beer if you would have said out loud a briny salty beer we would all thought that's disgusting but there have been so many of them around uh, Dogfish Head's uh, Sequench comes to mind, and yeah. a lot of the Gozas have that real briny, that uh, almost salty aftertaste, and it it works really well. Unfortunately, it makes you want to cram your mouth full of pretzels and keep on drinking. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it's a flavor profile that works uh, that works pretty well. I want somebody to do the Hawaiian pizza, like the ham, the brininess that you get from the ham with the balance of the pineapple. I'm all in on that. I know that's a, a controversial subject as well. Yeah, people are very, uh, the internet very divided about that. I'd have to believe they would be into the beer. <laughs> we have a load of music to my beers to go. This show is two hours long, 10 to noon, every Sunday. And we have to get to the B-movie a little bit later on this hour. We're going to get to the pick six next hour. Darcy will swing by with her chick pick. Oh, so much to do here on Music to My Beer. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. This corner of the show we reserved for the meeting of two great tastes that taste even greater together. Movies and alcohol. Yeah. We pick a movie every week, we give it a rating system, and then uh boom, there it is. We call this the, the B movie. And I picked this week because I thought, alright, we're doing Bears Best of the Big Growl weekend. Uh, bear, big growl. It doesn't get bigger in a bear in a movie than 1997's The Edge, starring <laughs> Sir Sir Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Um, this movie was not a hit at all. It's one of those movies that, for whatever reason, around the late 90s, early 2000s, wound up in every DVD bargain bin on the planet. 
My roommates. That's where I've seen it. Okay. My roommates and I picked it up, and we threw it in one day. And if you've never seen The Edge, it's an incredible movie. Absurd, but it's incredible. And, I, and I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you. I've seen this movie about 50 times. <laughs> it was like the house movie. Like, if it was just the boys around on a Thursday night, we'd crack some beers, throw on The Edge. And uh, basically, Charles, a billionaire, uh, played by Anthony Hopkins, lives up in the middle of an, uh, a remote Canadian village with his wife, Al McPherson, smoking hot. Sort of believable because he has a billion dollars in the movie. And uh, Bob Green, uh, played by Alec Baldwin, a photographer, shows up. And basically, these guys are there. There's a plane crash. They're stranded. They have to get back. And a bear is tracking them and getting closer with each scene. Wow. It, dude, it's, it's a super intense movie, but it makes you like, you feel alive. And there's one point where Anthony Hopkins is saying, Make fire from ice. Do you want to live out of here? Or do you want to die, Bob? Uh, it, it's, an, it's an absolutely intense movie. Which was funny because I had never heard of it until we picked it up for four dollars in a Walmart bargain bin. Uh, wow! I I think this movie is excellent, and I might be a, among a small handful of people that also feel this way. I bet Alec Baldwin even didn't even think this was a great movie. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this what I think would be my highest honors to give this uh, to Dark Lords. Ooh! Because this is the kind of movie I just want to sit back and just it makes me remember the times when I was younger, but also what an intense movie. This bear's hunting them down. The bear. Terrifying! It's like Jaws on land. That it's, would be so scary. You couldn't stop moving. I don't know how I would stop and, and camp out for the night, knowing that a bear's tracking me. Do they even sleep? Uh, by the end of it, they're just they're basically driven mad. But uh, the bear was played by Bart the Bear, who was also in uh, White Fang and uh, Legends of the Fall. And I think this may have been the bear from the. Um, Meet the, the Deedles. From the Great Outdoors. Oh, the Great Outdoors? That was jumping on the back of the... While John Candy's laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Bart, Bart the Bear. He actually passed away in the year 2000. He was oh, very old. Man. Yeah, I was when I was looking at the Wikipedia page for this, I was like, wow, it looks like the bear is just as famous as Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. Gets his own Wikipedia page. Um, I, I have never seen this. Um, but now I feel like based on your review, I need to. I need to like it's find very, it on Blu-ray or it's throw a very it in. rip your shirt off manly man movie. Uh, not a lot of women, uh, based on my own experience, <laughs> love love the movie The Edge, but dudes love it. It's it's very just masculine. Like ah, it looks intense. It looks really intense. Um, I just got a, a movie projector for my yard because I figure you know with the social distancing uh, thing I'm showing and having, the pernos to the neighborhood. Yeah, gotcha. So I probably uh, want to watch this one maybe by myself out in the backyard because I can't probably get my wife to watch it. Maybe have a couple of buddies over and we'll socially distance around a fire. Um, that's going to be the best way to do it. Okay. I guarantee you, your wife will hate this movie. Then that's what I'm going to do. It's basically just throwing salt peter on your night. You may as well just forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, based on your review, I'm going to go with four um, crowlers of the uh, No Jacket Required from my brother's brewery, Outrun, which uh, just opened a couple of weeks ago. So I'll... Shameless plug. I know, right? Uh, and and here in, let's see, this month, a couple of weeks, I'm going to try to get down there and, and check things out. Uh, Bart the Bear, before he died, grew to be 9 foot 6 inches <sighs> tall and weighed 1,500 pounds. And I'm I'm excited. We're in the midst of that summer drinking where you still, and I know it's irresponsible to say, but summer, the warm weather, for whatever reason, does give me a touch of the irresponsibility during the week where I'm like, hey, it's Tuesday. Hey, it's Wednesday. May as well have a few. What else is going on? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way where it's like my wife and I, we're trying to just not drink during the week mm-hmm. and just wait till the weekends and then really, 
you know. And uh, and yay, you still stumble from time to time. I do. Like the other night, I was like, "We're having tacos. We've got to have beer with tacos. You don't have beer without taco, or you don't have tacos without beer." Well, and and also, you know, the the pandemic doesn't help matters because it's not like there's something we could be going out and doing. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, our activities have been whittled down to this, and yeah. uh, you know, we got all our projects for the week wrapped up. So hey, why don't we? We're still stuck in stage 4.5. I'll drink to that. One thing that I'm not that I am looking forward to, but not on the <laughs> beer end of things, is because uh, in a couple of weeks, my uh, my aunt's coming to town. Oh yeah, she's yeah loves huge beer drinker. She's a, a big party. She's staying for four days, but she only nice. drinks Miller Light. Ooh, like nice. Like that's it, and she she you know goes through them at mm-hmm. a pretty decent clip. So I have to go to Miller Lite also, otherwise I'll never be able to keep up. I can't be like too hearted for Miller Lite. We just go all day. You know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a short afternoon on the golf course. I'd be down by the eighth hole. So I'm gonna be spending uh, an entire weekend in two weeks drinking nothing but Miller Lite. Nice. Do you have uh, Miller Lights left over from your birthday party? Or no, actually, I got through. I got through all the crispy boys. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was a chore, but I really buckled down, Zach. Yeah, I got after it. And if you look at my untapped, I've been doing this the last couple of weeks, but going through the old school, like the MGD, the oh, the, yeah. the regular Coors, the Coors Light, and I'm starting to remember that some of these old school beers we grew up with are not, ter- like, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, too often we get carried away with a seven point, you know, whatever, eight point, uh, the double IPAs and, and everything, and it's nice to sit sit back and say, I'm going to drink this six pack of Tall Boys, and I'm still going to be able to have the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll nurse these for a couple of hours, and I'll still be good to, to be productive and, and enjoy myself the rest of the day, which, you you know, you can't do with some of our craft beer favorites. No, and it, well, and I also think that craft beer kind of took notice of that a couple of years ago when they started making their own lagers and cream ales and stuff that could mimic, well, not mimic, they would recreate the classic styles that, like, our dads grew up drinking and all that, you know, the the good lagers that, I mean, I think of solid gold from Founders, that comes to mind. But then also um, Bear Hands, I had their cream ale the other week, and that one is one that just, it holds up. It's a really good, easy drinking initiation if you're, like, still drinking macros and you're you're on the fence about the whole craft thing. Try cream ale from Bear Hands. Well, and if anything, in the, in the pandemic for the last five months, we've had uh, opportunity for longer session I mean, drinking, like, you know, we've all more or less been home every weekend, all weekend for the last four months. Yeah. So it's not like you have to live your day, go out somewhere, do something, get something done, travel, and then you've got a couple of hours at night to enjoy yourself before it's time to go to bed. There are some weekends, man, that I wake up on a Saturday and I've got nothing to do all day. So I think, all right, let's have a beer. I had a beer at 1030 last week and I thought, this is this is it. That's awesome. But because of that that lengthier session it's very important to have yourself a nice selection of really low abv beers mm-hmm. yeah and i had one it was hop nomad from uh from aldi's oh man it's i'm curious how was that that's a session ipa for for like five bucks it was incredible it was a 4.6 percent delicious you know is it gonna win any awards no was it probably brewed in a business park somewhere in you know new jersey yeah but it was still <laughs> i thought this is, this is not terrible do you remember that walmart craft that they released a couple of years ago yeah, didn't they get? Wasn't there like some kind of trouble because they were positioning it as a craft beer, but it was really just Walmart beer. Yeah, that I can't remember what the story was about that. We should do a whole show of just like the not because you know knockoff Aldi, beers. Aldi carries an entire line of like looks like Heineken, tastes like Heineken, but not Heineken beers. Still waiting for our family beers, <laughs> <laughs> our family brand beers. Yeah, there are copycats of every single one. We should we should probably sit down. I mean, it, it might set us back in upwards of sixteen dollars to acquire all these beers because mm-hmm. they're all dirt cheap. But uh, 
We should find like go with like a two hearted versus like the Aldi brand, or go with an all day IPA versus the all Aldi right. brand. Yeah, there we go. I'll start doing Cousins. some research. You know what we're going to do? All these. Right after the show today, we're going to head over there. But uh, oh. this is the pick six. And uh, I and Zach will each throw in three. I don't know why I phrased it like that. I and Zach. Uh, is hello. That, hello. I and Zachary every week. Uh, each of us <laughs> pitch in three beers for a mixer sixer. And uh, we give you 15% off as you're headed out the door of our liquor store that we run. Uh, it's called the pick six. And uh, I can go first if you'd like or you want to go first. You go ahead. I'll let you go. The first one I'm gonna throw in my mix in my uh, my pick six I had a couple of weeks ago and was shocked one at how good it was, but also terrified at how strong it was. You know, I, I talked the last segment about how you could sit down with a six pack of the tall MGDs, yeah, yeah, and go through them and be fine. Uh, we went to Bare Hands for a meeting and uh, we decided to grab some carry out on, on our way out the door. And I was about ready to not, I was about ready to get something else. And then Eric, our buddy Faust, said, "Hey, you maybe want to you want to grab this?" So I grabbed the Digital Influence Double Hazy. Oh, was it good? I was through one and a half before I bothered to look down at the ABV and saw nine point one. <laughs> it was almost bothersomely strong. But over the course of the next hour and a half, two hours, I drank the rest of it. So I had a four pack incapacitated <laughs> it shut down my night if you look at my untapped check-ins that was the last one of the night just that's the end but with a plate of bacon too but, i noticed but after, yeah after the, <laughs> after the first one though i started thinking wow this is really well done and i know this is really strong and i probably shouldn't have this many but it was that tasty that i felt fine just continuing to mow along i i, I think i was in the same situation with the spirit breaker that they had that triple IPA. yeah <laughs> yeah you're like i shouldn't be doing this but it's too good so i guess so good I guess this is the way we go. Yeah. Uh, the second on my list, and earlier this week, I rode my motorcycle up for uh, up for a visit to one of my brothers in Kalamazoo, and we swung by Bell's, and I had just a taster, and I forgot how good it was right from the source, though, but uh, the Kalamazoo Stout. Oh, yeah. It's one of those beers that you have when you first get into craft, because you're like, wow, because it's, it's a great example of a stout, mm-hmm. but then as soon as you get other stouts around, you lose... I, I can't remember. Up until this week, I couldn't tell you. It's been 15 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Since I've had a Kalamazoo Stout from Bell, so it was nice. It was kind of a trip down uh, your your alcohol memory lane to think, oh yeah, I remember this. I think the first time I ever bought a six pack, I didn't really know what a stout was. I just knew dark beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, my 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 uh, my taste buds were knocked for a loop that night. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know, man. <laughs> I liked it at first, then I didn't like it on the second one. Then by the fourth one, I'm like, this is pretty good. The sixth one, I'm like, I'm gonna drink this all the time. Do they add licorice to it? Is that the the thing that they do with their stout? Or? Uh, you know what? It's 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 a unique taste, and mm-hmm. I would just say there are there are a handful of those. And like, and I know that uh, the Evan Fitzgerald over at Great Lakes is a, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic you know uh, porter. But I'm like those beers. If someone says, "Well, what does a stout taste like?" I'm like, "Grab one of those." What does a porter taste like? Grab one of these. Mm-hmm. And you know, is it going to win awards like we talked about? No, but it's it's a good go to. It's available all over the place. And dude, I'm telling you, I overlook it on the shelves constantly. And the other beer I'm going to throw up, and I, I had a chance to get into some of this on Friday evening. I forgot, dude. And it was fun because before I got into craft beer, this is all I drank. All I drank for years was Coors Light. Oh, yeah. So that was this week's pit stop on the old school world tour. And it's it's great. It's highly sessionable. Maybe it's my age that I'm starting to gravitate toward to some of these older school sessionable beers. Like, sometimes I just want to drink beer all day and not have a headache in the morning or, you know, be super drunk in the evening. Sometimes I just want to enjoy myself. Enjoy the taste. Yeah. Tune in next week when I add Heineken 0.0 to the list. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I'm going to go with one that we, you and I, when we left Westwind last week, we had uh, we grabbed a couple of bullets for the 
not for the road, but just to take home with right, us. Right. Um, I don't and, think you need to clarify. People probably understood we weren't going to be chugging them on the way back to South Bend. <laughs> but I had uh, I had a good night with the uh, Destiny is all they're hazy. They they really they've got a strong hazy game at Westwind, and I enjoyed that one um, just all by myself. My wife was in bed already, and when I got back from a, a broadcast, I was like, "Well, guess this is mine." I drank mine. It was the Friday after we went, and it was it was ten thousand degrees outside. Oh and yeah! All I remember was just drinking. I'm like, "Wow, this is coming right out of my pores as fast as I can get it into me." So good, mm, so good. Uh, so thanks again to Aaron and those guys at Westwind for hosting us last week. Uh, Bare hands. You mentioned the. Uh, the meeting that we had with them, and, and we each got, I think, a couple of different four-packs, and then we split the one, the new bubble house that they have. Right. That was delicious. It's like a, a raspberry fruit beer that um, I can think it clocks in at like 5-4 or something, and it's just it's a nice it's just a nice summer sipper by the pool. That's what that's really where I had it, too, at my in-law's house. Um, at the uh, pool. At the pool. I let my wife try it. She's like, that's really good. I'll have the other one. And uh, I mentioned in a couple of segments ago that I'm going down to Atlanta, and I don't ever... Here we go. Another plug. I know. I know. I don't ever go down to Atlanta and not get Creature Comforts Tropicalia. It's going to be fun because you're driving, so you get to bring yeah. back all you want without checking your bags or having to send it via the uh, the old post office. And I'm bringing back a lot. I'm, I'm going to bring back... Because my brother's got his Crowler machine, so of course I, I know... Couple people around here, you included, that are yes. going to want to try it. So um, I got to bring back back some crowlers uh, of that. But also, Creature Comforts Tropicalia is just a really good. It's been a favorite here on the show, yeah. uh, almost since our inception. Yeah, because it, it was one of those like hard to get. It was like the zombie dust of the South, and that's how I always describe it. People <laughs> where it's like not readily available. You have to go to the liquor the store. Zombie dust of the South. <laughs> you have to know when the liquor store like delivery is happening, and then you go there and you're like, "Do you have it?" You're like, oh, we don't. But tomorrow, a shipment's coming in. We'll be back tomorrow yeah. because I'm here every day. I always am. This is our newest segment on the show. We're like, we need to have an excuse to drink one <sighs> every week on the show, no matter how busy uh, Zach and I get or how much we have to do on a Sunday. So I'm going to grab this from you. And uh, what do you, why don't you break down for us what we're going to be split wanting this week? Last week, it was a sandwich. <laughs> this week, it's a beer again. Uh, oh yeah, that was that was a delicious. I was trying to think about that. I was like, did we split Primus or uh, it was the sandwich, wasn't it? It was delicious. That Cuban, mm. Mm. it was. And this one is from Short Throw Brewing Company. Yeah, uh, I actually I just picked this up at the liquor store. I was trying to find Marvel Roast because I know that that one just came out from Founders. And then when they didn't have it, oh wow, uh, this is Imperial Stout from uh, yeah Short Throw Brewing. It's the Lowbrow Nobility. Imperial stout with coffee, toasted coconut, Indonesian Indonesian cinnamon. That's my favorite kind of cinnamon. And Vermont maple syrup. Ah, all right. A variable tour of the globe. Now, after sipping it, you get to guess what the uh, alcohol ABV is. Well, I think you tipped your hand a little bit because you look at the ha- the can. I saw your eyebrows go up a little bit. Um, all right, I'm going to try this. Ooh. Wow, that's sweet. That's actually really fantastic. You get a load of the coconut, then a very, very like whisper of the Indonesian cinnamon at the end. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like the bomb from uh, Prairie Artesian Ales. Yeah. Do you think you need to differentiate between Indonesian cinnamon and just regular like ass from the store cinnamon? I mean, <laughs> it's like what's a Japanese porter? Like yeah. the the one from um, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Perrin. Perrin Brewing. It's like you know. S- yeah. Is this Himalayan sea salt or is this pink sea salt? I don't know, man. It all tastes the same. This is actually pretty fantastic. As far as the ABV, you do get a tiny bit on the end 
a little bit of heat, so I know that this is probably going to be hotter than an eight, eight and a half percent. I'm going to say nine two. You were close. Twelve. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I know. I was like, oh wow. Uh, All right. Well, cool. Um, so how how much does this twelve uh, percent one can set us back at the uh, the old citywide? It uh, it was just eight bucks. That's actually a lot, but but hey, twelve percent like this. This is a beer you take your time with, yeah. And uh, wow, that's really good. I've never even heard of Short Throw Brewing Company. I hadn't either. I like the label because the the design has kind of this. Um, it it's like brown, but you can kind of make out the low brow it's, nobility in there. It's got a little bit of that M.C. Escher sort of uh, vibe to it. Is that from like the nineteen twenties? That kind of design or no? Oh, that's kind of jazzy, oh, right? Maybe like an Art Deco type thing. Art Deco, that's there what I was go. thinking. Okay. All right. <laughs> 1920s style design. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, this is, a, hey, fantastic pull, man. And it's a really fun thing about going to the bottle shops is is not every time, but a lot of times you'll go in and say, I, yeah, I've never even heard of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy, Old Man Ernie, is a big Taver customer, and he's got a, a shipment rolling in just about every other week or so. Can't hide money. Yeah, can't hide money indeed. But it's all breweries from like North Dakota and places. And yeah, some of them probably aren't the most glamorous or award winning, but it's just interesting to think, you know, if you wanted to, you still, you couldn't set out to taste a beer from every brewery in the U.S. You just couldn't do it. Mm-mm. There's like what, four, over 4,000 breweries or yeah. more in the U.S. And then how many, how many do they have that come out every week, you know? Yeah, like, uh, like Maplewood over in Chicago is one. It's a good one. It's, it's a good one, but it's also one I've never even, like, I've been to Chicago recently, and I, I've, I don't know where it's at. They don't have a tap room. I don't understand. <laughs> if they where do, are they brewing this stuff? Yeah, if they do, I haven't been able to find it. So is it just for cans only, but it's still, like, Son of Juice, Juice Pants, really good beers. And, yeah, uh, yeah this this is exceptional. So, yeah, uh, I wonder where these guys are. Let me. Know. We're going to have to take our entire time with the rest of this, though. 9.1. You're like, nah, dude, it's 12%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, from Connecticut. Of course. North Haven. North Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. Not bad. North Haven or New Haven? North Haven. Oh. Yeah. North Haven. New Haven's trash. (laughs) No, I have no idea. Uh, All right. That's our our split one segment for the week. And now we're going to hand the reins of this beast over to Darcy Murphy, the smarter half of the show, with this week's chick pick. Hey, it's Darcy with your chick pick. So it was announced last week that Shorts Brewery up in Bel Air, Michigan, the one you could not even get here, their neighbors to the south, Indiana, uh, you'd have to go over to Michigan to get it. I mean, at a bar, of course, not like driving beer over state lines. I'm sure that's totally illegal. Uh, but they are expanding to five new states. So in honor of that, I picked the beer that I always get from Shorts, the Oompa Loompalicious. It's an awesome IPA. It clocks in at 7.5, so think of like just barely above a two-hearted, but it's nice. I like any IPA that's pretty consistent. You can get it anywhere. You know what you're going to get. It's citrusy. It's florally. It's piney. It has all the great things about an IPA. And a little more than two-hearted. I'll take it. I'm Darcy. That's your chick pick. All right. Okay. Time for uh, my my corner of the show where I get to tell you about all the stuff we don't have should to look be, forward to. Should be a real barn burner after that 12%er we just had. <laughs> um, you brought it up early in the show, and I think it was one of the first segments where we were talking about it. Oscar Blues, of course, releasing the the French's French mustard beer. So um, that'll be interesting. It comes out this weekend, and it'll hit store shelves sometime probably in the next couple of weeks. I hope it's good. But also, I, it's one of those, why? Who asked, Who's out there clamoring for this? I, I don't know. It's like who's asking for the smoked beers, that, those rouch beers, you know, that we yeah. used to have. 
Yeah, I think I tried two of those, and I bought. I thought both were just trash. Um, so yeah, so we have that to look forward to. Um, also the, the brewery that I have, I've been a fan of these guys probably since, since the inception of the show, but it was always a brewery that you had to go into Michigan to even get their beer and that's shorts because shorts at one time they promised we are only going to be a Michigan beer. Yeah, and we laughed because the second they had the chance not to be, guess what came off of those packages? Oh, Michigan yeah. only. <laughs> and now they're going to be in five other states. They're Hey, you know what, man? Good for them. Yeah. We, we, it's, I know it's a popular held opinion in the craft beer community, like you don't sell out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not, it's not cool, man. But hell no, dude. Sell out as hard and fast as you can. Like, yeah. They have a chance to increase their, you know, set up their kids and their kids' kids with wealth. Go for it. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, Get your brewery big enough to sell for $10 million to AB and then walk, dude. Go have fun. Get a jet ski. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they, the... It so might be a passion thing. Like, I'm passionate about it. Warren, you're just an idiot. I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, the one thing that uh, is interesting is the, the states that they chose, because they're, they're going to be in New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Tennessee. Weird. I know. It's like, we'll just skip over Kentucky. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they decide on on that stuff. And I, we're not in that kind of game where we talk to distributors and stuff like that and figure out, okay, how. I know there's like sometimes a bidding war for some of these breweries with distribution and whatnot. So maybe they're still working on some other stuff. But uh, yeah, It'll, good for them. Just like you said, if you yeah. can sell out. And then the other news that we got earlier this week, um, which totally understand, and there's there's uh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking, yes. But um, there's always next year, and they're also planning on releasing the original Double Tie this year up at Bare Hands. Uh, Bare Hands canceled Double Tie Day, which was supposed to happen on August 29th, that Saturday, uh, but they are not going to do it this year. And they said they're they're doing the refunds and stuff, and then at a later date, they'll release the uh, original Double Tie. We'll take that. Yeah, I'll stop by. I'll pick that up. Yeah, of course. It's always. That's it. That to you know, me, and we were wondering a couple of weeks ago how they were going to be able to pull off that kind of a beer event amid all the social restrictions yeah. we're still under. And you know what? It's a it's a smart move, smart move on their half, uh, mm-hmm. on their behalf. But you do miss the you're like hey, that was a great little festival. It's like you know the yeah. last weekend of August. You're like, hey, I was like, good on them for creating a beer that you can look forward to at the end of summer. You know, we always think about Oberon being our spring beer, mm-hmm. and then like that's the the day dedicated to picking up Oberon, but. Bare hands with the double tie, like we'd always look forward to that at the end of summer, and we'd go out there and, and broadcast and whatnot. But we'll we'll support them in in every way. There's your news and notes. There we go. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for another week of music to my beers here on the best of the Big Growl edition. Uh, we will see you back here next week for Zach Miller. I am Warren Cluck. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.